Do you really want your company to stand out in the crowded digital space? Do you want to get more people to know, like, and trust you with your story? Authentic Web Video Marketing Agency can help you to collect those stories, the stories that sell, connect the stories to the situation, produce the videos that you need in each of the situations, and then use the latest techniques, including video ads, retargeting, and email to deliver those video stories. Authentic Web is the video production and marketing agency trusted by top marketers to help their story stand out in a crowded space. Visit AuthenticWeb.media to learn more. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. Use his video marketing knowledge the red button, right? and use his friends Please be on the show. to change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to another Garlic Marketing Show. I am Garlic here, and today's guest is the expert on LinkedIn marketing. And I say that instead of LinkedIn advertising because I, there's a very clear distinction between marketing and advertising. Um, but he helps all sorts of people get in front of their ideal clients on LinkedIn. AJ Wilcox, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Ian. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to have you too. Um, and AJ is also the father of four. So we were talking about the BBC video. We might reenact that unintentionally in between here. If so, it's a reason to watch this on YouTube. <laughs> AJ, so tell me, how did you get involved in LinkedIn? What was your background? Where, where do you come from? How do you do this? Sure. So I had a LinkedIn profile when I was in you know junior year of college. What was that back in 2007? Um, and so I've had one. I used it for you know finding jobs and and networking with people, and that was always interesting. But it wasn't ever a profile that just it wasn't ever a um, a social network that really grabbed me and I spent a lot of time on. And I'd been doing I've been doing digital marketing for about the last 10 years. Got really excited about uh, about SEO for about the first you know, six, seven years of my career. Loved SEO, got pretty into AdWords. Um, you know, I, I like search marketing quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then my, my story was here about five years ago, I got recruited into a local technology company here in the state of Utah. And uh, I, I go and talk to the, the CMO on my first day and I laid out my strategy. Here's what I want to do with search, with social, with display, all that. And I remember her saying, okay, all that sounds great. Go ahead and execute. But just so you know, we just started a pilot using LinkedIn ads. See what you can do with it. And to her, I was like, yes, ma'am, absolutely. I'm I'm a pro. And then I turned around and started laughing because I'd never even heard of the LinkedIn ads platform. I did literally didn't even know it existed. And so I, I went and jumped into the platform really just to keep the egg off my face. And within about two weeks, one of the sales guys came up to me and said, AJ, we don't know what you're doing, but we love your leads. Keep it up. And it was at that point that I really fell in love with the platform. I realized there was something there that most marketers hadn't caught on to. Awesome. And I want to tell more about your secrets later on. But, you know, I think that's an interesting point, too, though. A lot of the philosophies that go behind SEO go into LinkedIn ads, like go into all digital marketing, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Story permeates every type of ad and it's just slightly different application. So you've seen LinkedIn 
change and now is it it's more effective now right what do you think of the latest changes in linkedin you know i've talked to a lot of linkedin experts prospecting experts who uh really don't like the changes. They've taken a lot of things away from us, and, and I get that. But from an ads perspective, they actually made really, really good changes for the, for advertising. Um, for instance, it used to be that it was uh, one out of every 10 items in your feed would be an ad. And now they've, they've updated it to where it's just like Facebook. So it, now it's every seven items in your feed are an ad. And so that helped raise my overall click-through rates across, uh, across all of my clients. So that's been helpful. Um, and they also made it – you used to have to do a little bit of a hack to get an image with – or sorry, a, a, an ad with a, an image that takes up the entire space that you have to, to work with. And now that's just standard. So you don't have to use the hack anymore. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and you're saying advertising, but let's, let, can you explain to me how these LinkedIn ads show up where they are? Because it's no longer the ads off to the side, right? Yes. In fact, if everyone here listening, if you're in front of a computer, open up LinkedIn.com and I'm going to describe areas on the page. So what you have is from 2008 on, they created something called a text ad and you look all the way over to the right rail of your screen and oftentimes probably about two-thirds of the time uh, there will be three text ads that are there with with little 50 by 50 pixel images um, those are really interesting really if uh, if you don't have a great mobile experience on your website those are great because um, they're only seen by desktop but for the most part they're really really low engagement um, like a really good engagement rate on those is going to be three people out of every 10,000 who see it will click. That's a great rate. Um, the next one was launched in 2013, and it's your feed. So if you go right to LinkedIn.com and you're seeing your news feed, like you know, so and so connection got a new job or whatever, and and you're following all of that. Um, the, usually, the second item in your feed is going to be an ad, and it's going to be very content focused. And those are great. Um, and those are really the halo ad unit. I think most people start with. And then if you click over to your in-mail box, it's your email within LinkedIn, there's one called Sponsored In-Mail, and this is new. We just recently got access to this ad unit, and instead of paying per click like you did with the other two ad units I just mentioned, you actually pay per recipient, and and it should feel intensely personal. Um, that ad unit, uh, the one thing that's really most interesting about it is that there's a frequency cap of one every two months. So that means if you've received one, you're not going to get another promotional message like that for two months. Interesting, interesting. Man, I just want to go start doing LinkedIn ads right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it together, yeah. Um, you know, so when you got into LinkedIn, what was what was your immediate successes? What started working right away? Well, I think the biggest difference was I came from the world of search. And when I uh, – here's one example. Um, I was working with a company, and I sent a whole glut of Google AdWords leads to them. And what happened is uh, they came back with feedback, and the feedback is always the same. They'll give me two things. They'll say, number one, thank you. These leads are hot. And it's because they were searching for it. Like you give someone what they were searching for, and – they're going to be ready to close. Uh, but they always follow up with a but. But is there any way that we can qualify these folks a little bit more? Because we're talking to the CEOs and we're talking to the proverbial janitor and we're talking to everyone in between. Is there a way that we can just filter and, and target only those people who are, let's say, VP or above or director and above? And the answer is absolutely, yes, you can. It's called social advertising. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Yeah, and they gain that targeted 
is key, but now it's a different thing. I always talk about intention versus attention, you know, in, in, in like my garlic video courses and explain the difference between search, which is intention. Someone's out there looking for it versus attention, which is what we consider advertising, but I hate the word advertising because then it doesn't become marketing, right? So um, when, you, when you're thinking intention versus attention, what are some of the keys that you're thinking about when you're getting attention on LinkedIn? Yeah, so and I think that's the big deal is that when someone's searching for it, you're going to have really high engagement rates. And so if you move over into social, whether you're doing Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or Twitter ads uh, or anything else social, you're going to find that your engagement rates are much lower. Uh, for instance, like I, um, a one percent engagement rate on a LinkedIn ad would be amazing. Like I, I love getting those, and I can get the cost way down if I can get there. Whereas in search, if you're doing Google AdWords or Bing ads, um, like a one percent click-through rate would be pretty abysmal and you'd need to go back and retool something. So uh, I think one of the biggest differences between search and social is that when, you, when you're going for getting someone's attention, you're providing value. And with search, it's kind of cut and dry. Someone types a keyword, you give it to them, and you can send them right to the lead form if you want. But with social, we have to start a conversation. And so that means I'm going to offer you something that solves a pain point of yours, uh, educates you on something going on in your industry, and I'm going to give that to you in the form of a white paper, a checklist, a, an ebook, a guide, something like that. Gotcha. Yes, yes. And I mean, that's that's common practice in digital marketing. But let's talk a little bit about um, engagement. What Because we're saying engagement, a lot of people might not understand what engagement means on LinkedIn. Yeah, sure. So engagement would be any interaction that you have with an ad. So that might be clicking on it to go visit whatever landing page resource they're sending you to, or it might be clicking like or commenting or sharing. So uh, really anything or, or, or clicking through to view their company page. All of those count as an engagement. Um, and when it comes, you're talking about those successful engagement ads. Um, what are some of the most successful LinkedIn ads you've had recently? You know, I, I've had uh, one that really stands out, a company that sells HR software. Um, we put up uh, – it was a content piece called The Definitive Guide to Onboarding. And that just like – out of our hands, just blew up, exploded, did amazing. And we kept we kept looking at it like, okay, why does this content piece have twice the engagement rate and three times the conversion rate as any other piece that we run? I mean, this is the same landing page template. And we came down to the fact that, wow, a lot of people are having trouble with onboarding right now. And it's just a, a happy coincidence that the definitive guide is so engaging. And um, so that was an incredible one that we pulled off. And I think that's an important piece that because we, I talk about a lot when I talk to people, it's like we have avatars, which everyone should have an avatar. If you haven't listened to like my interview with Susan Bear on how to develop your avatar, you have to do it. But also the second piece is is the situation, the buyer situation, because a no doesn't mean it usually means not now. Right. And so if you understand the situations is critical to this. And in that case, you the situation was that people right now were talking about onboarding. They might not be talking about a year from now or a year previous. Uh, how are, are you, how are you analyzing what to do? I mean, where do you start when you're figuring out what's going to get the most engagement? Yeah, the beautiful thing about LinkedIn is you can break up 
your audience by very, very micro segments. Um, and when I say micro segment, I mean any audience that you can very clearly define. On LinkedIn, you have to have a uh, an audience size of at least 1,000. So you can't get down to like creepy levels. But what you can say is, hey, I've got – I know that HR is my audience. So I'm going to show ads to uh, – this campaign is only going to show to manager-level HR people in companies with 50 or more employees. This campaign is only going to be directors of – you know, companies with 50 or more employees and then VPs and then C-level. And then what happens is I'm going to launch the same piece of content against them. And very clearly, because these are all separate campaigns, separate instances, I can trace the fact that I have a higher engagement rate, lower click-through rate, lower cost per lead with any of those. And we can decide, wow, this is a piece of content that really resonates with with the high, the upper. I mean, this is this is this is strategy uh, versus something that's like, wow, this is incredible for the managers. Managers just dig right into this, but C level just don't care. It's below their level. So the fact of segmenting it up into small audiences that you compare is just incredible. Yes, and that's where the you know understanding your avatar, your ideal client, and, but not just who your ideal client is as a company. If you're in B two B, you know you might be like, well, it, it's you know companies with X amount of employees, but who's going to be that first decision maker? And understanding that person is absolutely critical. Um, how do you guys go out? I mean, because I know when we get, we have clients come to us, right? I'm like, what's your avatar? And they're like, what's an avatar? And then I'm like, oh, your ideal client. Well, it's a company of this size and, you know, the, the person's between 30 and 60 and they're a decision maker. I'm like, no, that's not an avatar. Uh, how do you guys bring around those people and get and figure out who their avatar is? You know, when people talk about defining their avatar and they talk about how it's this this really difficult thing that you have to put someone's name on it, um, I, I kind of giggle a little bit to myself because on LinkedIn, we kind of get to cheat. We kind of get to play to that avatar how how your beginning client pictures them because they can tell me, okay, it's a decision maker and I know exactly what those filters are on LinkedIn and they are in such and such an industry and they are, uh, you know, such and such company size. Um, and so I can start out by targeting that. And what I do is I like to help them actually help uh, actually discover who those people are. So I, what, I, what they might say is we're looking for anyone director and above. And like in the previous example, I might tell them, sure, we're going to be targeting these people, but I might set that up into three or four separate campaigns and then give them feedback and say, hey, look, you think your avatar is anyone decision maker, but directors are the one you're getting on the phone with, but the VPs are the ones who are signing the check. And you know, here's how this looks, and I'll help them discover it a little bit. Awesome. And do you have a specific process around discovering that? Like, what, at what point do you say, yes, this is the person we want to be targeting? Yeah, it takes a little bit of analysis, as you'd imagine. I mean, when you very first start advertising, you have you have engagement rate, click-through rate as your metric. So you know how, uh, how often people are willing to interact with what you're saying. Um, if you wait a little while, you'll have lead metrics. So you'll have our cost per lead and our engagement rate. And that's going to tell you a little bit more, okay, we have certain people who are willing to engage, but maybe those same people aren't the ones who are actually filling out our lead form and talking to us at the highest rate. And then when you keep going down in the funnel, you keep spending enough money that you have data, and then you end up with marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads and sales accepted leads and then closes. And if you have enough data in that stream, you can start to say, you know, look, you thought that it was manager levels, but hey, you know, even though the cost per lead is 30% higher to get to a director, the director's the one making the decision and those leads close 30% faster and 40% higher value. So it needs to be a data play. 
Oh, I love all the math. Uh, <laughs> how long do you wait until you determine that a LinkedIn ad or LinkedIn campaign is a good campaign? Yeah, if, if what you're going for is leads, um, I mean, you can tell within the first, I'd say, $500 or $1,000 of spending before you know that, yes, my offer is able to generate leads, but it's probably not going to be until that three to 5K in spend, whether that's over the course of two days or over six months. It doesn't matter. You just need some lead volume to analyze. And at, at that level of spend, you can usually tell with statistical significance uh, what the conversion rate is and cost per lead is going to be. So if all you're trying to see is... Uh, what are people engaging with? You can tell that pretty quick from click-through rates within the first few days. But if you need cost per lead, you need to go a little bit longer. Gotcha. Um, so what are the elements of a good LinkedIn marketing campaign? Yeah, so I, I think you have to start at the technology. I think I've had so many different clients come to me and say, okay, we know our client is on LinkedIn. We're ready. And you go, okay, awesome. What kind of content do you have? And they'll go, uh, oh, we actually haven't generated any content. We've just been doing search and sending people to sales ready landing pages. And we go, okay, let's start at where, where it actually ends. So you need to make sure that you have a CRM set up. So uh, these leads are actually getting serviced and they're being kept track of. Um, you need to make sure that the connection between the landing page and the CRM is there so you're not letting these leads go. Uh, and, and then you're making sure that you have good content written and that you have two or three pieces of content to start with because if one doesn't do super well, you need to have something on deck to substitute in and you know test fast and see what works and what doesn't. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I like that. So how are you determining what's good content? Like what, what, when you, cause obviously you have to test, but like when you're going out there and saying, I want this content, I want this content, what type of content are you, are you putting in front of them first? Um, the guidelines that I will generally give the client are give us something that is solving a pain point that the client's feeling right now or that, that your customer is feeling. And so if, in that case, if it's onboarding, if you know they're having a, a hard time retaining their their clients because they have a great or they, their re- employees, sorry, um, they can bring on the employees, but they're losing them after three months, and that's the biggest pain point. Sure, give them a, a guide or a checklist or something like that. Um, as an alternative, I'll probably say, hey, and you know maybe there's a maybe there's a buzzword, a term, terminology, uh, something that people are, are going crazy about right now, and everyone who doesn't know about it is feeling left out. So we had this term that that someone would not be uh, would be maybe familiar with. Let's say as a marketer, if you don't know what programmatic advertising is, you might feel really left out for a little while um, while everyone's talking about how great programmatic is and how much it's advancing. And you'll go, man, I feel like an idiot. I don't want to ask anyone because it makes me feel like I'm not up to up to snuff here, but I don't know what programmatic is. If you offer someone a, a guide or a white paper, something that explains it and breaks it down and lets them in on the secret, um, that's also a strong motivator as well. Oh, that's great. That is great. You know, because we, we th- you know, I think this is an important point today. I talk with clients a lot about is we always, because we're experts, you're an expert, I'm an expert in media marketing, you're an expert in LinkedIn ads, my clients are expert in their field of marketing or legal. We always want to be talking about the cutting edge. We don't want to talk about the latest thing. But really, a lot of times the people that we want to get in just need to know the basics. And we, we forget that all the time. Do you see that happen often? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I see it with employees that I hire and then I see it with clients I bring on where I'll use a term like CTR, click-through rate, that is absolutely like it is ingrained in my mind as this is vocabulary. But I don't realize that the first time that someone hears that, it's like – I'm sorry. I have no idea what it is you're talking about. Yeah, so I, I do. I do a lot of bottom-level education. And in fact, I do a lot of conference speaking engagements where I'll go and speak at digital marketing conferences. And uh, and I think one of the biggest issues I have is that I'm kind of getting bored of giving the basics. Like I want to dig into the meat and, and do the advanced. And, uh, and a couple times I've tried giving an advanced presentation on LinkedIn ads and everyone in the crowd is sitting there going – Man, I haven't even started. Like, I haven't even created like, an account. Why are you sharing bidding strategies with me? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I know. It's it's it, you know for me it's like yeah, click through rate CTR, but even conversion rates. It's amazing how many people don't even understand what a conversion is. A lot of times people think a conversion is just a sale. And I'm like, oh, that's not a conversion. Um, so for those of you that don't know what those are, go Google them. Um, <laughs> Go find a white paper that someone wrote. Yeah. Uh, um, so, AJ, what are, like, do you have a master plan or are there, like, five keys that you would say are the absolute thing that everyone must do when they're doing a LinkedIn ad or LinkedIn yeah. marketing campaign? I don't know if I'll come up with exactly five. I might go slightly over just, or slightly under. but I just um, threw a number out there. Okay, when I'm telling someone how to approach the platform, first of all, there's the plumbing stuff, the creating the account, making sure you have access, all that, um, making sure there's a credit card in there. But <laughs> things, things like make sure you have ad copy that you're testing, that you are testing audiences as well, and uh, and that you have multiple pieces of content. And what that's going to do is you may launch a certain set of messaging targeting a certain value proposition and find out that that just falls flat. People are not interested in whatever it is that you're talking about right then. So you need to be able to, to just very quickly uh, you know, substitute into that mix and say, um, okay, well, how about this piece of content and this value proposition? How are we doing now? So have some content, have some things for, for quick, uh, quick substitution into the game. And then um, one extra issue that we see a lot with social advertising that we don't get a whole lot in search is in search when you put ads up, people aren't searching the same keywords over all the time. It's not like it's not like people are buying red shoes every three weeks. And so <laughs> they keep typing the same keyword, buy red shoes into a search engine. The only people who are doing that are marketers. Yeah. So you can launch ads and really not touch them for a while. They can like not become stagnant or stale for some time. But on social, you can imagine if you're showing the same ad to people every single time they log into LinkedIn, they're going to get tired of it and they're going to start saying, look, I didn't click after the first three times I saw this thing. Why would I click now? And they'll just – they'll go banner blind to it and they'll just ignore you. And so – I think one of the biggest pieces is, hey, be ready to substitute in. And as soon as you start to see those engagement rates and click-through rates dropping over time, go ahead and and you know set by the calendar. Hey, this is when we need to refresh our ads to you know shake things up a little bit, show different images, talk about a different value prop, anything to keep it fresh in people's minds. Awesome. So when you're going for that content, uh, what are the types of content that you're seeing working right now? Uh, you know, I've actually found that content itself, it, it almost doesn't matter what type of content it is. It's really the subject matter that's interesting. So if you took the same subject matter and put it into a webinar, a checklist, and an ebook, 
uh, all three of those assets, as long as the title was interesting, as long as it covers great subject matter, all three of them will probably be very successful. Um, so what I, I, I heard a statistic a little while back, and I don't know exactly what it was, but I know it was run by InsideSales.com, and they said it was something like 70% of white papers that are downloaded are never read. Yeah, so yeah. that means someone gave you their email address and said, you know, I'm willing to start a conversation, and they didn't even care enough to read the document that you gave them in, in exchange. So uh, just make sure that that title, the value prop, that the subject is intensely interesting, and then you'll be successful. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's a, it's a good point to the CRM too. It's like representing information because even though it's in the white paper, even though you've given it to them, doesn't mean they remember it or even looked at it the first time. One of the tenets that we have with search marketing is answer the phone within you know three seconds and uh, respond to leads within three minutes. But with social, you don't want to do that. If someone downloads a piece of content and you call them in in thirty seconds. They haven't read the content. <laughs> Give them some time. So I, I think the tenants change a little bit. Yes. Um, so you know, Facebook ads are hot. Obviously, everyone's you know, there, there's eight thousand Facebook ad experts out there. Um, and you know, I'm, to my friends that are Facebook ad experts that are listening to this, no knock on you. It's just there's a lot of them. But how is LinkedIn? I mean, obviously it's a different audience. But how are LinkedIn? ads, LinkedIn marketing different than Facebook ads? What, how do you have to change up your approach? Yeah, so I know I come across as a little bit of a fanboy for LinkedIn, but really when it comes to it, uh, I'm a B2B marketer, and I don't care about where I'm reaching someone. I only care that I can reach the right person. And so I do. I do a lot of Facebook ads. I do a lot of Twitter ads uh, and even AdWords, um, although my specialty is obviously LinkedIn. So because of that, I have a pretty good view of, of the differences between the platforms. And this will be, I think, really interesting to your Facebook uh, ads followers. Um, first of all, between the two platforms, you'll notice very quickly that there's a big cost difference. On LinkedIn, you're usually paying between 6 and $8 every time someone clicks, whereas on Facebook, I'm generally paying between $0.80 cents and $1.50 for a B2B click. And so big difference there. But where where you have some difference is LinkedIn's targeting is absolutely incredible. You can target by people's job title, what department they work in, what level of seniority they are, uh, what skills they have on their profile. You can do something you can't do on Facebook, which is you can target people who are members of certain groups, um, certain company sizes, industries. I mean, all that. Facebook has about six of those B2B filters that are pretty interesting. But the issue that you run into is that when you start running really good B2B campaigns on Facebook and you go, this is great, let me turn this up to 11, you turn up your bids, you turn up budget, whatever, and no more traffic comes because you've already reached the edge of that audience. People are not actively putting in their their uh, business profile into their Facebook. They view it as a personal profile. Whereas on LinkedIn, that's the data that everyone has by default. I've also noticed because of, of some issues that Facebook and every profile, or sorry, every network has, to be completely honest, uh, the issues with click fraud, with bot traffic, they're rampant on Facebook, uh, but on LinkedIn, it's not a, a an important enough network to for people to program bots around and so the traffic that i generate on linkedin is real traffic and it ends up having usually about double the conversion rate in most cases so even though it's you know five to eight times more expensive it converts at twice the rate and it's scalable so i think it's a pretty good formula to to pursue if uh if you're pretty like big deal size b2b well it also comes back to that situation too right because when i'm on facebook yeah you might get me off facebook but if you get up to Facebook for business and I'm not I'm in there looking at like 
you know, my nieces and nephews that are far away or, you know, pictures of my kids because I'm traveling and you get me off there to, to go and try and sell me something for my business, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, it's a different mindset. But if I'm on LinkedIn, I'm working, right? So, you know, people are there trying to figure this out. Um, what are the big questions that people have before starting their LinkedIn campaigns? They're like, oh, I kind of want to do it. What are the big reasons that people don't go for, move forward with LinkedIn campaigns? I think a big reason is the platform. If, if you've ever logged into LinkedIn ads, you know that it's a pretty dated platform. And uh, and that's an issue for a lot of people. I think any platform that you approach, there's going to be a learning curve. And when that learning curve is really extremely steep, I think it turns a lot of people off. Uh, I think the onboarding process of Facebook ads is awful. It's terrible. But because you, every podcast you listen to, every conference you attend, everyone is saying, Facebook ads is killing it. Because you hear that, you're willing to, to kind of overcome that obstacle. You don't hear a lot about that with LinkedIn ads. You hear um, not a whole lot. I mean, you might hear me speak one time, and then you go to check it out. You're like, oh, this platform kind of sucks. It's not giving me what I need. Maybe this isn't for me, and you'll, you'll, you'll bail. So I, th- I think you need to understand like the value behind the platform and be able to overcome that, uh, that, uh, the learning curve. And that's the, the opportunity too, right? Is because it's not easy. Facebook has made it so easy to do ads. I mean, for years now I've, I've had my pages thing and it's like, I can run an ad. The problem is I can have, like, I can go out at night and be like, Oh, I'm going to start running some ads tonight. And be like, boop, boop, boop. And it's pretty much do it from the bar. Is, yeah. <laughs> I've done that. Um, you know, and you know, you can, it's sort of like gambling. You're like, oh, let me put 20 bucks on this, see what I get. And it, it, so it, it becomes like that. And but that's the problem, though, because really it saturates the, the network, whatever. Um, and it's so easy for everyone to do Facebook ads. And I think that's where the opportunity lies, right? Oh yeah, I mean LinkedIn. My guess is that. Any of you listening, if you go hop on LinkedIn ads, your competitor is not there. You can be early first to market, even though the platform's been around for almost 10 years. You can be early to market right now because everyone else has ignored it. Awesome. Awesome. So, AJ, um, if you were to say there's one thing, if someone is doing LinkedIn ads, what's the one trick that you have for them right now that's really, really working for you? Or do you not want to tell me? Oh, I'm super happy. Like I am the most transparent person in the world. Um, I, I would say very first off, segment your traffic. You may you may listen to LinkedIn's advice that where they say, hey, make sure every one of your audiences has at least 300,000 people in it. Um, but if you have an audience with 300,000 people in it, there are lots of different types yeah. of people in there that you need to be able to segment out. So don't be afraid of the extra overhead in management by simply breaking them up into three or four smaller groups. I, most of my campaigns are between 20,000 and 50,000 people. And um, so I would start there. And then the other thing I would do is test your messaging and see if you can find a uh, one of your sponsored content ads. It's the ones that appear in your feed. See if you can find any of them that are performing at over a 1% click-through rate. Because the 1% click-through rate is, is the point where if you switch away from bidding cost per click and bid cost per thousand impressions instead, you'll get a massive discount. So that's my, th- those are my secrets. Start by chopping things up and targeting like micro segments. And then when you are find winners and bid CPM behind them until they don't work anymore. Nice. Um, let's talk video. Are you using video at all in your LinkedIn ads? How's that work? And if so, how's that working? 
I love this question because uh, LinkedIn is not a great place for video yet. They, they haven't caught up to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter uh, in, in any way. Um, they don't have native video yet uh, exposed to us as users. They have it, as far as I understand, they have it available for uh, for the influencers, which are like those 250 uh, business celebrities that they chose and they give features too early. Um if I include a, a face, sorry. If I include a YouTube video in one of my ads, it's going to cost me the same for someone to view that video as it would be to send them to the landing page, which is awful. Like that's that's not great for marketing. Whereas I can go on Facebook and run two campaigns side by side. One's a link clicks campaign and one's a video views campaign. <laughs> and the video view, uh, because video is so insanely cheap on the network, and I honestly I think it's because the prices are artificially deflated to compete with YouTube right now. But because they're so cheap, just the the arbitrage between someone clicking, watching the video and happening to click on the ad is still cheaper than the link click. So I'm a huge fan of video. I hope LinkedIn comes out with native and, and I hope they price it accordingly with the other networks. Awesome. Awesome. AJ, if so, someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, very active. And so at Wilcox AJ, feel free to hit me up, say whatever. I respond to everything. You can also go to my website, b2linked.com. That's the letter B, number two, and then the word linked.com. Um, fill out the form there. You're not going to get a sales pitch. You're going to get a, a direct response back from me. And if you want to check out, we have some courses that are coming out. If you go to the the courses section and get your name on that uh, that sign up list, the first course when I come out with it will be free to you. So if this is something that you don't want to pay me to do, but you do want to learn how and get your feet wet, um, the free course will be a great way to do that. Awesome. Awesome, AJ. Thank you so much for being on the show. You've been fantastic. Thanks, Ian. I sure appreciate the invite. And uh, I'm I'm an excited listener. I'm going to keep listening to your podcasts. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. And uh, for all of you listening, I mean, if you're in B2B, LinkedIn, you've, it's it's becoming better, better place to be. And the ads are so important. AJ has great advice. And if you're looking for an ads expert, obviously he knows his stuff. So check him out. And thank you all for listening to the show. Thanks for listening to AJ and taking us on your journey. Uh, I look forward to helping you further with video and make sure to check out AJ when it comes to LinkedIn ads. Talk to you soon. You rock, Ian. Thanks, AJ. That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.